Welcome to the original Vegan Business Talk with myself, Shane Jeremy James, where I discuss life-changing business advice with vegan companies who are making a true difference in the world. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the next episode. And today, our guest is Dean Erst, and he is the founder of Essential Candy, him and his wife. Welcome. Thank you very much, Shane. Appreciate it. Yeah, just want to make sure we give kudos to my wife, Tracy Ernst. Uh, she is actually the true founder, and I'm just a co-founder for the record. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's good. You that's good. You said that. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're a so, smart. You're a smart man. You know where yes. to give creds to where it's due. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. No, she wishes she could be here, but uh, she's tied up in production today. So. You got me. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 more, better better than better than a nobody. So awesome! Well, thank you so much for coming on. So tell us a little bit about your guys's backstory. Cliff notes, you know, a little bit of the backstory, and then how did you get into what you're doing today? Well, you know, it's it's very interesting because um, um, you know my background actually used to be more in the music industry and then in the yeah. tech industry and entrepreneur though my entire life pretty much and uh but that being said never ever did i dream if you asked me you know five years ago even would i be in the food industry no idea i would have said no so getting into this industry uh in particular um has has been both a blessing and a joy but it, it definitely has its unique areas <laughs> of business that we're still learning every day and so getting into this, uh, the food industry, and especially what we do, which is uh, hard candies, um, that's a majority of the products that we do. Um, it has, we got into it really because my wife was inspired to help a friend who at the time was my son's baseball coach uh, go through chemotherapy treatments. And um, she was trying to find a way to help him deal with the chemotherapy side effects, which primarily is nausea. And so she was inspired, you know, whatever your beliefs are, she was very divinely inspired to help him in a unique way by creating what we have today, which is more like a functional candy. And so uh, that's kind of how we started in this very uh, mission led business of ours here today. And so um, certainly we uh, we have so many things yet to learn, but it is a joy every day. Amazing, amazing. So what when did you start um officially we kind of launched in uh september 2018 and so right. when i say officially i mean it's still that loose word because we're still trying at that point was to figure out whether there was even a business because primarily when we started my wife tracy she was spending a lot of time in cancer support group meetings and trying to better understand um, how we could help people. So I guess we say it loosely because we didn't really understand if there was truly a business there. It was more, right. of, it was more of just a, a mission of trying to help people deal with cancer. And, um, and she spent countless hours uh, and countless groups here. Uh, we're based in West Palm Beach. So in the South Florida region, spent many hours prior, obviously to COVID sitting into all these uh, cancer support group meetings and she did that right until you know the pandemic started until all that was kind of stopped so that's really how i guess the business started to form because we were trying to find a way to keep the mission going so right that was the primary um 
I guess, drive for us to keep moving this business forward today. What we now have is essential candy. Right. Was there a point where like, was there just a point where all of a sudden it was like aha moment and you said, okay, like this is a business. Did that happen? It did in a way. So uh, I think because I have that entrepreneurial background, I've, I mean, I've had my first business at age 14. This is my sixth business. Uh, and there was a moment where I would say that basically I had the conversation with my wife and said, look, while it's this is very important to us to personally give and support those individuals go through cancer financially for ourselves, it was starting to become very expensive for us. And so my business side kind of thought, well, if we're helping individuals go through cancer, um, why can't we just help individuals that are just trying to look to improve their overall health? And if that's the case, let's see if there's a, you know, something in the marketplace that people will actually buy. How can we put this together, package it and start marketing it to see if there truly is something here to create a business around? And I think, you know, a lot of businesses start by accident in some ways, right? There's a drive, there's a reason. Um, And that definitely was this business. It wasn't, we didn't go looking for a business. Um, but it was so much, it was so important for us to keep giving and keep that mission base going and the purpose of what we're doing, that it was truly the drive to figure out a business. Right. What do you think has been some of the biggest challenges? Oh, <laughs> I'm laughing <laughs> besides, because... Besides, besides, yeah, besides trying to learn one of the hardest business models to get into. <laughs> yeah, so the food industry, you're very right. The yeah. food industry, not having been um, surrounded or even in it to any degree, right. for my wife or I, um, this was its real challenge. I mean, Business in general has its own challenges. Uh, my wife and I work together. We've worked together previously in a business. So I wouldn't say that's a challenge. At least for us, it wasn't. We have very unique skills. Uh, my wife comes from a culinary background. She studied that in school, but she also uh, lives a very holistic lifestyle. Um, we're both vegetarian and vegan at different times. Uh, so that was important to us. Uh, but in addition, uh, her background is a yoga instructor for over 20 years. So she's right. she had all the the means to put this business together and the skill set for the products that we deliver. Um, but so it wasn't so much necessarily our background that was a challenge because I've done several businesses. It truly was not knowing the questions to ask or where to find the information sometimes as it relates to a food business. Um, right. So this was really the journey and continues to be the journey as we learn what questions to ask. We're getting better at it now. <laughs> right. But uh, but that being said, I, I would say, you know, just really understanding some of the laws, the requirements, the sourcing of materials, trying to find great partners that understand and will help you along the way. And those partners could be from an ingredients, from a manufacturer, you yeah. know, just even uh, individuals, uh, mentors, you know, in the industry yeah. is really important. So all of these things have been helpful in our journey. But I, I will say probably if just one thing that stands out mostly in my mind, one of the biggest challenges was trying to find uh, equipment to help support us as we continue to scale our business. 
Right. That was one of the biggest challenges. And, um, you know, we got burned really hard by a manufacturer who really? said this particular machine could do what it was supposed to do. We get it. We turn it on and it doesn't do anything of what we need. Oh, it was. Uh, and as a starting out business, it was a very, very large financial hit because they wouldn't Whoa. take it back. They wouldn't take it back even. No, no. no. And they, uh, we ended up, you know, going back and forth for about six months with different wow. issues. And yeah, we, we took a we took a fifty percent hit. Wow! So, Jeez. so that's yeah. one of the biggest lessons I learned very quickly. You know, when it when it hits your pocketbook as a startup, um, to that kind of degree, it did. That was very hard, very hard. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's that's such a good thing. You know, it's interesting because we have a. Um, you know, we have uh, these, we always, you know, systems and process, obviously, but one of our worksheets is just all the problems and challenges. And everyone on my team knows don't go to him ever with a strategy without having all the problems and challenges you think are going to happen, all mm -hmm. written down to its key. So if you really looked at our stuff and pulled all our books out, you'd see way more stuff with problems and challenges. Like you would think we're in the problems and challenge business. You know what I mean? Which well, you I, are, I, think I guess. When you're in business, you are. Exactly. I guess, you're you're doing challenges. that every day. You're wearing so yeah. many hats and trying to figure all those things out. So, you know, and 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 you try to rely on people in the industry that mm -hmm. supposedly have the experience, supposedly have yeah. the understanding and the knowledge. And in that situation, you know, we did and it wasn't the right thing to do. But we've learned much better to vet our manufacturing partners and we have some great ones today so um so, i will say so, the other challenge was also we started this business uh and really started to scale it just before covid and that yeah, would have right. been the biggest challenge because yeah. it, for our new manufacturing facility it took us 11 months to open the door oh yeah that's a while so that's that's, wild. that's probably the two biggest things i'll say was was the challenge to overcome but we're here and we're stronger that's awesome. That's all. Well, I mean, that's what business, that's what business is, right? And you know that coming from business, it's not our great wins every day. It's how we get through the challenges and make them better and learn from them. I mean, really, that's, that's all it really is. You just become a better CEO and you hope you can, you hope you don't make enough mistakes to put you out of business. Right? Well, exactly. Business? You know, the, yeah. there was a saying, I remember, you know, make mistakes and move fast. <laughs> so, so if you make mistakes, you keep moving fast to kind of overcome them and, and just stay ahead of yourself. You know, I think that's you know, one of the best things. You know, if you go back to what you just said there on that, on buying that equipment, what do you think is one of the biggest mistakes you made? Well, I, th I think, like I said, probably relying on the experience, supposed experience and background of that particular manufacturer saying what they could do and supposedly right. providing information that this particular machine would work in our instance. Um, and providing that information, you know, you you'd like to believe since they're a manufacturer and confection yeah. products that this machine would actually work for us in the way that we're doing. We weren't, we were very transparent and provided everything required. Um, and unfortunately they even admitted after the fact that they were 100% wrong. So do you, time. do you believe they just didn't give a shit? They were just like seeing the money and we're like, I, I just want the money. Here's the machine. And they just didn't do good business. Do you believe that's what it was? I absolutely do. 
I believe this was all a money play and just to turn inventory and let's find somebody that's going to buy this. And we were the victim of that. So, you know, it's, it's, there was nothing in there, but there had to be malicious intent because um, yeah. it didn't even perform close to what we, when we got it, really? the moment we turned it on <laughs> that yeah. this was not going to work. So, so that was, uh, there's no way that they didn't know. Yeah. It's they that, knew damn. Yeah. They knew damn well. It's that cut. It's that cut and dry. Yeah. And then, you know, as a small company, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. So you get legal yeah. involved, right? But that's going to cost you as much as, more money. as, as much as what we were already out of. And it's going to be a three-year process and time. Exactly. And, you well, know, so I, I agree. You, you, you were just in that spot where it's like, do we cut the loss? Do we do this? You know, in the end, our time, like, it just, yeah. I mean, I, I know those spots and, you know, there's no... There's no real win for you at that. It's almost like you just said, you got to cut it, forget about it, move on. And let's not, you know what I mean? Like, let's not talk about it anymore. Let's go build this thing. <laughs> well, exactly. And that's, that's exactly what we had to do. We just decided we've got to focus on what we're doing. We have something great here and we want to make sure that we can continue to bring this to market and we'll find a way through it. And we did, you know, and, and uh, right. we have a, we have a very loyal fan base as we've developed uh, of our products, a customer base. And we're just absolutely blessed to especially surround ourselves today with, you know, people that not only get our mission, but truly believe in what we're doing to make a difference to help people. And in the end, um, you know, I'll say, while this is my sixth business doing this, this is probably the most um, meaningful personally, like from a day-to-day -day business side and and just doing good and kindness like that feeling i never had a business truly like this right where you have people sending you information you know either on feedback reviews or contacting us and just in tears on how we're helping people you know or help Amazing. their loved ones and stuff and i'll tell you that that certainly connects to the soul and for yeah. us it's just truly moving every day so this is a blessing so tell me a little bit more and the viewers a little bit more about the products and a little bit more about the business model. Well, and, uh, you know, it's important to note all our since probably some of your audience are are vegan, obviously, and this is, you know, kind of what we're talking about. So our product is vegan and we, we made a conscious decision to make sure our products and we call them healthy candies, you know, but really it's like a functional candy because they all have a particular purpose. Each blend, we call them blends because we combine multiple plants into a particular blend that has a functional purpose. And so um, these candies are meant to help in different ways to promote well-being and support the body. And so we have different blends. I think today we have approximately 14 different SKUs that we have in market. Um, at different times. And the first one that was developed was really related to what we ended up calling our digestive blend, um, primarily to help the nausea, like we talked about, for those individuals going through chemotherapy. And so this particular blend um, is the foundation kind of, of how we started and is also our most popular in the marketplace. And one of the key things in order to support our mission that we made a conscious decision as a business was every time somebody buys a bag of our product, we're going to donate a bag on their behalf to somebody going through cancer and chemotherapy. Right. So the mission continues because of the support of the business. And so this is extremely important. We help nine different cancer support groups and we freely send product every month.
And so this is really a very unique business because while there's others out there that may donate proceeds or charity or whatever, um, this business started to help those individuals. So we're never going to stop helping. Right. And so, that's amazing. That's really important for us. And our products, uh, my wife and, and business partner, Tracy, is truly, truly gifted in the ability to create these functional candies because she will be back there. Um, everything we do is organic, non-GMO, right. gluten-free, vegan, dairy-free, right. soy-free. So, um, tell the viewers too, is it like, is it, is it tell like what type of candy? Cause you haven't said that, like, is it hard, soft? Yeah, no, it's hard. So so this is a yeah. great example. So I, I don't know okay. if you can kind of see it correctly. Yeah, we can see it. But that's one of our candies right there. They're all individually wrapped. Okay. It's a hard candy. It'll take about five to six minutes to let it dissolve in your mouth. And you want that slow release in the mouth and absorption in the mouth. And so she creates these very unique blends and extracts all the plants directly and creates a very potent extract. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then we infuse them into the hard candies. And so these are 100% plant-based um, because we know plants can heal. And yeah. so the more that we can make it a truly um, um, high potency type candy that not only tastes good, um, but is very portable and easy to take and just put it in your mouth and let it dissolve, uh, we continue to see that there is a market for this. And we've been blessed to uh, continue to bring new products and enhance our current product line as we know more. Right. That, that's, ama that's amazing. You know, that's not an easy product to, 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 to get right. Um, oh, you know, I can just tell that, right? <laughs> So some of these plants, I mean, you know, some plants taste pretty nasty. Let's just be real. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and, yeah I get and, it. And the fact that we can combine some of these plants that may not taste good into a very palatable and flavorful way wow. is truly a gift that she's been given. Um, you know, there are no artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, or sweeteners. So what you see is what you get Amazing, yeah. from the plants. And um, and they taste amazing. I mean, I wish you could try one virtually, but, you know, yeah. we haven't figured that one out yet. Um, <laughs> but truly, um, you know, and so we just continue to expand and truly have been blessed to have our own production facility, which is really unique. You know, there's a lot of companies yeah. probably similar to our size that are using co-manufacturers yeah. or co-packers. We decided very early on that wasn't going to be our route to market. It's we wanted to have the machines and the know-how and the facility to support our production because as we continue to grow and enhance we knew we'd be changing things and if you're going right. to a manufacturer you could be stuck with product yeah. that maybe gets stale to market or you could be you know behind in their products uh, product line or, or schedules so now you're waiting on them and we never want to be kind of stuck in this unique world uh, not to mention from a cost perspective Right. Yeah, that, that's that's amazing. So did you guys uh, did you guys uh, raise money? Did you self fund? Did you do family and friend rounds or what, how did it all come about? Yeah, you know, I'll did say you rob, uh, did you rob a bank? <laughs> no, no everything is above board here. Um, <laughs> we self funded primarily. Um, it's it has been, uh, you know, it's not easy to self fund. I will tell no, you. No, not 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 uh, especially when especially when you guys want the scale of creating a production facility too. It's not cheap. Correct. And, uh, you know, here, uh, since you're based in Vancouver, Canada, um, here in the United States, they, we were lucky to figure out a way as well to navigate through what's called the SBA, the Small Business Association here in the United States. Okay. And at the time, the SBA was offering some 
basically manufacturing equipment loans. Um, but if you've ever been involved in the SBA or try to navigate that world, it is not an easy one. As much as they want to support, and I think it's great that they're there to support businesses and trying to find ways to get, you know, financing or grants or things like that. Um, it's not easy. I mean, they do not line this up to make it easy for businesses to do this, at least in my own opinion. Um, even our banker that we ended up working with on this had no no true understandings of of how to navigate some of the world in right. the SBA. So it was a challenge, but I will say once we got through it, it was it was really a blessing because that's what allotted us to purchase our manufacturing equipment. That's amazing. You know, and that, I love that story because I don't think enough entrepreneurs are resourceful enough and start to look around and dig down deep. And there's many ways to do things. I mean, my first funding of my curves for women franchises was in, in Indigenous Canada. Uh, Aboriginal Canada funded me, uh, you know, and then one of my props wow. from my business school. But that's how it got started. And I'll tell you, like, that wasn't an easy process to get that money. There was a lot of things that I had to go oh, yeah. through to make that happen. But, you know, there's a, there's a lot of ways to get money. And I just sometimes don't think small businesses look around enough. Well, there are, there are a lot of grants. There are grants out there and grants sometimes uh, dry up pretty fast in their funding when they get released. Um, So we looked a little bit there. Uh, You know, there's some entrepreneur type contests too, that will give you some money relating to that kind of thing. Sometimes those are also hard to get into and things like that at the beginning. Um, we did have a little bit of a friends and family, uh, you know, kind of just touch yeah. a little bit yeah. to help us kind of initially figure out some money to start. Because even if you are involved with the SBA, at least in our situation, there was still money you had to put down. You know, there was mm-hmm. still, I yeah. can't remember yeah. if it was like 20% or whatever it yeah. was um, that you had to put cash in front of the loan. So you know, if you're spending 150 grand or 100 grand in, in equipment, you know, you're putting 25 to 40 grand in front of yourselves, plus then they'll finance the other part. So you need to show that you had the cash in order for them to fund the loan, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100. That was the same with me. There had to have been a or somewhat, some a bit put down to show you're serious, you know, to, yeah. to, to move kind of forward on that. Uh, so awesome. That, I mean, you guys got a great, you know, great business. What do you, what's some, one of the hardest things about the whole pr- running the production uh, facility? Um, I think really the challenge for us was just really learning machines. Right. You know, yeah. Trying to, so we have these recipes that my wife, Tracy, and, uh, you know, created. And I'll tell you when we first started, you know, we would go to little farmers markets. This is how we tested the market. We, we right. went to farmers market we decided to see if there was a if they buy would somebody buy this and the first day we go we sell out (laughs) you know and mind you we only had like probably 10 or 15 bags of our product but it was like well wait a minute let's try and figure this out so the next one we would do we'd bring a little more we didn't make some changes packaging try to figure things out but my wife tracy early on hand poured which we calculated was about half a million candies herself Wow. And these are these are 15 pound copper pots holding in the air, pouring into molds, you know, to formulate the the candy itself. It's not that was hard on her physically too, um, but we started very. Well, early all, all that 
all that yoga training came into play to yeah, help her on sure that. Did. You know, and we had we had friends come over and they would we called them wrapping parties where we would individually wrap our candies, you know, and we right. did all this and we'd package and um I'll tell you that was uh that was an interesting time frame because supply and demand was very hard for us, you know. Right. So around the kitchen table with friends and families trying to figure out how do we meet this little demand that was growing. Yeah. Uh, and and uh and then we got really good at figuring out the next steps. And so the machines themselves really just aided us in the ability to to truly ramp up production. Uh, right. and and understanding them first was pretty scary, a little daunting, you know, when the manufacturers, I kind of felt like we have two kids and it felt like that first day, you know, leave the hospital with your baby. It's like, right. now what, what do I do? You know, once the yeah. manufacturers left and they deployed the machine for us, oh my gosh, what do we do? What did he say? Where do we go? You know, oh, it's not in the manual. What do I figure out? You know? And uh, so putting procedures in place, we've gotten it really good now. You know, we know how much time it takes to do a particular stage. We know what needs to be involved in that stage. We know what our production capacity now is. We can, we have our, you know, um, SOPs now in place as well, our standard operating procedures. Uh, right. So we, we've been able to figure this out and figure out what our volume is per day and what we need to do to ramp up. So as us, as we grow for us, it's now just more about, okay, let's duplicate a production line. How do we do that? We need this machine. Yeah or this person to help support that. Um, so we can do a lot now with not not a lot invested into it. That's great. How many uh, people do you have to have in the production to, to produce the quality you are right now? You know, we're a small team. You know, typically we have anywhere around six individuals just working yeah. right now. But yeah. um, the machines prior to that, I mean, you know, we had a lot of friends help us out and people from yeah. the various cancer support groups would even come and volunteer their times. Well, and right. That's so, great. Um, you know, when we were doing it manually, I'll tell you, we had, you know, probably somewhere around 10 to 12 people helping at one time, you right. know, all manual doing yeah. something. Uh, yeah. But here in our facility, we don't need that many now because the machines yeah. do a lot of the heavy load of what we need to. So, uh, so we can do a lot and we have a lot of automation now kind of put into place in different stages to help support that. That's amazing. Are you guys B2B or B2C or both? Both, both. Um, I mean, we do a lot of B2C through our e-commerce channels. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's also direct or walmart.com or amazon.com, um, right. as well as, um, we have different marketplaces that carry our products, wholesale marketplaces as well. Um, wholesalers, distributors, uh, mom and pop shops. Now, our next big right. push, <clears throat> excuse me, is really to scale to try and get to um, to support the more national retailers. You know, the Whole Foods, the Sprouts, yeah. the Got those yeah. types of ones that we can get into. Um, we know what we need to do to get there. We just have to now get all of our. Um, you know, there's certain steps. We just got to get them all aligned, and that's our goal this year is to really get that tuned in. Right. That's amazing. That's amazing. Did you guys start? Did you start? Was it hard to get into some B&B &B at the start? Did you really have to pound the pavement and, and sell, 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 sell? You know, I'll be perfectly frank and honest here in this. What my answer is, we haven't even tried. Really? Wow. I mean, that's and, a... And that's that's a very unique statement because... Very, very if, unique if in that space. Us, they've come to us. Um, we actually were blessed to be uh, 
uh, one of the semifinalists in um, NOSH. NOSH is a industry kind of trade, N-O-S-H, here uh, in the United States for consumer packaged goods. Um, and so we were one of the semifinalists uh, in, what was this, not last year? Was it 2020? I think it was 2020 or 2021. Oh, no, it was, it was 2021. Um, and um, we were one of the semifinalists, so we were able to then be uh, recognized. And I think the industry then kind of took a look at us, and that started right. spinning a lot more momentum our way. And so we've been blessed, like I said, to not have to really go after it, but that is something we are going to be turning on this year. You know, now we're right. so comfortable to go after it and and ensure that we can meet the demand. That's the other big part. Right. And so do you guys, when you're going after that market, are you looking at going and trying to get in there? And are you looking at starting to do like, do you, would you do demo with your product or is it not one of those things you would do demo? You know, we, we do today, we do a lot of events um, and these are more like large craft art festival type events. And we love right. doing them simply because we get in front of people and we can test new products as well. It's the best focus group we could have ever asked for. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, so testing our product is by samples. And when we test them, we know that we typically have about a 92% conversion. So it's really it's high. It's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that being said, you know, if we can find ways when we do come to market, because we are very unique in what we do to demo the product, it does actually enhance the sale. It does, hey? Interesting. Oh, for sure. Yeah, our our conversions are extremely high because people, when they taste our product and understand it, it's really very unique. And, you know, we're all trying to, I think, live a more um, healthier lifestyle. Yeah. And if we yeah. can find a way that makes it convenient and easy then we're all looking for that answer too. Right. Would you be profitable from a trade show or a break even, or is there, are they lost leaders for you to get the brand out there? All the events we do were extremely profitable. Oh, so interesting. from a, from a yeah. trade show perspective, trade shows are a little different. We actually haven't tackled trade shows very much in a, um, you know, to solicit buyers as an example, or go to industry trade shows. Um, we've gone to them but we haven't exhibited at them. Um, that is something we're also looking at for next year. We wanted to be able to ensure that we can manage the growth because yeah. growth can kill you. 100%. And, and if yeah. we if we get an opportunity from a very large buyer and we can't support that, mm -hmm. that concerns us because we don't want to turn away business. So for us, um, we've consciously made the decision not to truly attend some of the buyer type trade shows yeah, yet, because we're still scaling and managing our own growth. Um, and that's the other reason, probably, I would say why we haven't gone after a lot of additional wholesale accounts uh, directly and just let them come to us because we're managing it. We're getting mm -hmm. familiar with how to do it and fulfill all our orders and meet the demand. And this is the best way for us to learn and grow rather than get the shock of a large order coming in and then go, how the hell are we going to do this? Yeah, it's true. I mean, I think that's such a good point. And I think that, you know, this is a hard one to teach people, but timing in business is so important. And to be able to really sit back and look at when to pull the trigger and when not and why. And it, it really is, you know, and I think that it's such important to step back and, and not be unconscious in the business to become highly conscious and really look at the decisions you're making consistently 
you know, and play ahead and play backwards and why this wouldn't work and, and stuff. Because a lot of times when you start to work it through like that, you go, oh, yeah, it'd be great to get that. But geez, you know, we just don't have the infrastructure yet. We don't have the staff yet. We don't have the people that understand it yet enough. Like, you know, this could not be good for us, even though it sounds good. Correct. And I, you know, and I, I've seen it before in business where people will put themselves out there and then somehow something happens and they have no idea how to deal with it and they implode. Yeah. There goes your opportunity. Just went. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're not going to be that business, you know, and I think that just maybe having some of the background, being an entrepreneur over the years and seeing some of the hurdles I've had to overcome in other businesses. Um, I'd like to think I've learned a little bit of experience from yeah. those lessons and this is why we're consciously making those decisions to do it in the way we're doing it. Um, you know, I am quite certain at some point somebody's going to call us an overnight success, <laughs> you know, but we know that that yeah. overnight success has taken X number of years for us to get here. Exactly. That totally. And I mean, people, when they say that too, X number of years of what you're doing now, but also the X number of years from your experience before. Take this business now 20 years back it might be a lot more floppy because you guys got a lot more experience in, in the business world now to sure. make moves and do stuff, you know? So that experience is, you can't teach experience. No, <laughs> you can't. And, and um, you know, this is, it's interesting too, because not only retracting buyers, you know, we are now getting on radars of investment. And, and this is Very another area that um, we're talking, but we're not diving into quite yet. Right. Uh, we're we want to make sure we make the right decisions and try to surround ourselves with the right people to guide us in this right. uh, next step yeah. of growth. Because we also know in order to get into those national type accounts and things, we're going to have to we're going to have to take on investment. It just is. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, to scale to that kind of growth level, we know it's coming. So we got to yeah. we got to take it easy so that we don't lose our own interest. You know, while giving it up to yeah. somebody else. Well, and also, too, you're in the position, I don't think a lot of people look at enough where if you're doing the work now and you're making moves now, every move you make now and every system you create and every process you create and everything that you do right gives you more leverage on the negotiation. I don't think people think about that, right? I'm not going to make that move. If I can get things way more structured and stuff, I'm going to negotiate way different because I got more leverage now. For sure. And, and, you know, you, that, that brings your value. That's your yeah. value that you're bringing to the table. Yeah. That somebody doesn't have to start from scratch to figure it out. Yeah. hundred, hundred, hundred percent. You know, I give this idea to a few other people, but I think you guys are right in the mix for this because of candy. I think you guys, 1 billion percent should do a mascot. 1 billion trillion percent. Well, as you can see, our, our logo has that nostalgic feel, of course, of the old fashioned wrapped candy. And what we like to think is we're we're disrupting this marketplace. We like yeah. we like this call it sweet spot we're in. You know, right. uh, we we see it every day and we we know we're at the right time to really do something very unique. And we have such a unique product. There's nothing like what we're doing. We've been blessed. No, and that's why I think that if you did a mascot, it'll give you more leverage over the other companies when you go for an investment. Plus, it'll scale on TikTok fast because it plays to the algorithm. So sure. now you have way more leverage, way, way more leverage. We just helped a girl get 10 million on one of her accounts. And um, it's just trying to fit. Yeah, for you guys, it's trying to build like smart enough, quick enough, fast enough right now. So like not so you're out of control, 
but enough make a move. So when you go into that deal, you're like, hey, well, we we're coming with a million followers now. We're coming with this. We're coming with this. You know, yeah. our, our negotiations a lot different now than coming with 10 people. Sure. Right. So for sure. We've got it, some pretty cool things coming down the pipeline this year, you know. So we're really yeah. excited kind of on this next stage, you know. That's we've we it truly are I mean, as we, as any business, you do have very significant stages and yeah. we've been climbing each one of those stages, and now we're feeling okay. I think we're now at that next stage of growth, you know, and and we're ready to tackle that and and uh, and really I look forward to seeing how this thing really kicks off in the next one to two years because this is this is coming. Yeah, it's fun. You're getting more of a little bit more funner stages now. You know, not quite it's, not quite out of that yet, but at least at least you can see a little bit more light now. <laughs> right? That, that is true, but I will say this. <laughs> the one thing that my wife and I have always said. There's not another thing we want to be doing right now because this is truly a family business. And even though we're busy and crazy and sometimes stressed, these are moments we still get to spend together with our family. You know, yeah. our, our son and daughter in, are in the business. They're teenagers, but they help out all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't be seeing them. They'll be off and doing their own thing. Yeah. And so for us as a family and, you know, our our relatives and extended family like these are these are just yeah. such wonderful experiences that truly are a joy to to have while we're doing this business and then add on top of the people we meet to try and help with the cause of helping those go through cancer i mean yeah. that's just on top of it is truly um it's truly a, a great experience and and yes yeah. it is fun um but it's also more important for us to know that we are making a difference in someone's lives. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you guys will make it because you guys got a bigger purpose. And I don't mm -hmm. think enough people realize that is, you know, in the end, most of the businesses that make it and the CEOs that drive them have usually bigger purposes when you, when you do make it. Yeah. And there's, there's no question. There's no question in my mind for that. The passion will trump everything else. You know, it you, you, it'll help you overcome when you're feeling low, you know, that you still have that driving that North star pointed. Yeah. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Awesome. So we could talk forever. So where could people find you guys at uh, websites, social media, anything like that? Yeah, well, I mean, of course, EssentialCandy.com is, is the home of everything. So you can find us there. But all the social media platforms we're on, uh, you know, whether it is, you mentioned TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube as well. So you can find us on those. You can follow us as well. And, uh, and certainly we encourage, we're very proactive. You know, we have five-star ratings uh, from tons and tons of customer reviews, uh, so we take customer service to another level, I will tell you, because we know how important it is in this day and age to truly help a customer. And any of our customers, if you ask them, uh, they give us five-star reviews, not only in the product, but on our service. And that's important for us. Um, we will never not support our customers. Yeah, I love you said that because I always say to me, I always have a motto with our people. It's our products or our services are one thing. But once people believe in that, then it's 60% of how we do business. And if oh, we do yeah. it good, we will, you know, we'll win. There, there's a reason why we have customer loyalty as high as we do is because we we provide not only an incredible product, but it's a true experience in general. Yeah. It's, a, it's a product experience and it's a connection to us as a brand because of that um, willingness to just aid and be kind.
you know kindness yeah. goes a long way in this world unfortunately we don't do it that's the yeah i i agree i agree well awesome this has been such a great interview thank you for uh so much of your a wealth of information and make sure everybody check them out essential Please. candy and it's essential candy on social all the social media right yes it is and you know we call ourselves candy with a purpose well that that's a true reason why we help people going through cancer and when you buy one we give one and i think that that's one purpose but our product is purposeful so we're just here to help people help themselves Awesome. Well, that's amazing. And everybody, you guys, also, you guys all know that we have our Compassion Kingdom. We do. We've been doing it for like seven years. Uh, we have a large, large uh, group of people go out once a month and do Compassion uh, wherever around the world. So make sure you join us on that at actionsofcompassion.com and go over and check them out at essentialcandy.com and all their social media, Essential Candy. Try their stuff. If you love it, I'm sure you will. Go give them an amazing review. Thank you. You're welcome. And again, thank you so much for this, bro. You bet. Thank you, Shane. And and again, my wife, Tracy, thanks you. And hey, one other thing, we are a women-owned business too. So support, uh, you know, your fellow lady entrepreneurs out there. There we go. I'm with you on that one. All right, guys, till next time, go out and do something compassionate. All right. Thanks, bro. Thank you.